body and spirit for a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. First of all, I, I, I want to thank um, the church for bringing me down here and allowing my partner to come. I usually travel by myself, but uh, last week, because of the Ebola crisis, I think we rarely saw each other, and now next week it's going to be the same thing. And honestly, uh, since it was my birthday, I don't think she would have let me come if she hadn't come along. So thank you for allowing her to come. And thank you for sending us Katie. Katie has chauffeured us around all over the place, and she's been wonderful about it. Thank you very much. Uh, we, I joke with my partner, and I say, you know, when I said to her, I want to grow old with you, she said, you're already old, so what's... <laughs> <clears throat> but... Um, <laughs> um, 
I am blessed that I have about 2,700 employees, among them a lot of law enforcement. There was a traffic officer that went out on Highway 75, and he stopped a car full of nuns. And he said to the nuns, you know, you were speeding. And she points at the highway sign. She says, no, I wasn't speeding. She says, no, ma'am, that's the highway sign. That's not the speeding sign. So, you know, you were speeding. And he looks in the back of the car, and there was the nuns that looked like they'd seen a ghost. They were just shaking and trembling. And he said, sister, what's wrong with those nuns? And she said, well, according to what you just told me, we got off Highway 121. So, so, but anyway, you know, God never asked me to be successful, but God did ask me to be faithful. It's amazing how much you learn just by being consistent and showing up. I think in one of our leadership classes, the, the person said, if you show up all the time, that's half the battle. So if you just continue to be faithful. I wanted to talk to you just a few minutes about what I call some characteristics of a common but good person, an everyday good person. I want to share about three or four of the characteristics that I believe are included in that. And we're going to start out with integrity. Do the right thing, simple as that. Just do the right thing. It's amazing how much we can't stick to that. If the cause is right, stick with it. When I first started to run for office, we had a bunch of novice stay with us. I mean, a, a bunch of novice run the organization. We've never done this before. Nobody knew how to do anything. We just got together. And then toward the end of the campaign, three or four months before it was over, along moved this, this person from Austin, moved to Dallas, and she had actually helped in a city council campaign. So we were all thrilled because we had somebody that had helped in a city council campaign. You have to understand, city council is about 1 50th of the size of my campaign. There's 31 cities in Dallas County, and of course I have to campaign in all of them. So when she got there, she became our expert, this person who, who'd ran very little campaign because, because none of us had ever run any. So on election night, when it became very obvious that I was going to win, we turned to her and said, Amy, what do we do next? And she said, I don't know. I've never been on a campaign that won. <laughs> but what I want to point out there is that it wasn't about the campaign. It's that she believed in me. She came over because she'd read about me and she knew about me and she believed in me, so she came to the campaign thinking we were going to lose. But thank goodness we didn't. In order for us to get the confidence of others, we must be willing to be above the norm. We become good leaders when we put aside our egos and our special interests and think about the whole. So the first thing I leave with you is integrity. It's amazing how many times a day we have the opportunity to do the right thing, and we just don't. The second thing I want to leave with you is organization. In order for us to become good, decent human beings, we got to have some order in our life. And those are some of the characteristics that every leadership book says you've got to start doing. 
You've got to start getting organized. One of the things that is very important to me in getting organized is stewardship. I know you all are going through a stewardship campaign, so I'm going to touch on this a little bit more. Folks, nothing is free. Everything costs. There's no such thing as a free lunch because you pay for it down the road. Somewhere along the way, nothing is free. I consider, I consider leadership a quality that deals with accountability. Stewardship has you deal with accountability. You know, in the 30-something years that I've been watching financial uh, leaders, financial people talk about getting more comfortable in life, I've done that, I've watched them for about 30 years because I want to get more comfortable in life financially. And, and I'm the eighth child of migrant workers, by the way. You know, I usually say, for goodness sakes, I know what it is to have to look for your food and deal for your food. I'm the eighth child of migrant workers, but all along, even then, we knew that if you didn't put something aside for others, you weren't going to get very far. In these people that talk about financial stability and financial growth, they all say basically the same thing. You can't hoard it all. If you do all of this for me, for me, new car, new house, new clothes, new, to, new this, you lose it. It's about bringing it in and putting some out. It's about giving, taking care of you and taking care of others. I think that the Bible says it very clear, the tithe, 10%. I have listened to these for years. Some of them say 10% for charity, 10% for investment, 80% for you. No, and I do it a little different. 10% for charity, 10% for investment, 5% for politics. Folks, we're never going to move if we don't get the right people in there. No. And it's the right people. In, and that's my personal thing. But, but I honestly believe that if we don't put the right people in place, we're not going to move along. So it's 10% for charity, 10% for investment, 5% for politics, 75% for me. You know, so it's not, a, it's not a bad situation. But you can't grow if you don't organize, and the biggest organization in your life is usually your finances. And the finances need to be, you need to understand that it develops as you get better at it. I know in one situation, I was, I was having a rough time trying to give God's percentage. And, and, and as I wrote out the check, as I put it in, um, I don't know if I've heard it verbally or I don't know if it came through my head. It said, you will never outgive God. But God, I won't be able to pay my rent this month if I, if I take this check. And You know what? God finds, finds a way. I worked so much overtime that week, I was exhausted. But you know, my rent got paid. There's a, there's a way that it happens. So, and, and, and I know we sometimes hit on rough spots. There is no question. All of us have hit on rough spots. But you will never outgive God. And as long as you take that small percentage for God, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. But just get into the habit, and it continues to go. So believe me, as you become faithful, 
There, you, you start to grow in other directions. And that teaches you discipline in other areas. You learn about discipline in your biggest area, which is usually your finances, and you learn about discipline in other areas. I used to be, a, a, before I, I ran for sheriff, I was a, a federal agent, and a lot of those cases, you follow the money. You know, it's always follow the money. And I used to say, I can tell you where your heart is when I look at your checkbook. Just look at that checkbook and I know where all the stuff is. But um, anyway, organization, stewardship is a part of who you become a good person. The third thing I'd like to say to you is get out of your comfort zone. We sometimes get so comfortable in what we're doing that it's hard for us to grow. There's a, there's a saying in Spanish that says, dime con quien andas y te digo quien eres. Very roughly translated says, tell me who you hang around with and I'll tell you who you are. If you want to become a better person, you can't stay hang around with certain groups. You need to move on. It's always uh, head to what you want to become. If there's certain individuals you know that are good for you, start heading that direction. Maybe they don't want to socialize with you right now, but start heading in that direction. You know? As you become better, you know, they bring you in. But I always say, you got to practice where you want to be. In, in, I grew up in, in churches, of course, and one of the stories I constantly heard was about Peter walking on the water. Peter would come out and walk in the water. And, and I used to hear them say, well, if he just kept his eyes on Jesus, he wouldn't have fallen in the water. Or if he just hadn't looked down, he wouldn't have. And I wanted to scream, well, at least he got out of the boat, you know? <laughs> just, uh, all of those, all the people in that boat were mystified. When you see some, I'm sure it would have caught my attention if I saw somebody walking across the water. They were all mystified. They were amazed. They were, they, and, they, and I'm sure every one of them wanted to do it. But guess what? It was only one that took the step out. And, and the people say, well, he, he fell down. So what? You know, he was a fisherman. I think they learned how to swim rather quickly. <laughs> you know, he was a fisherman, for goodness sakes. And, then, and I imagine that it was a warm, balmy night. So he went for a swim, you know? But guess what else he did? He walked on water because he took the one step that nobody else would take. Everybody else just sat there or stood there with their mouth open amazed, and he said, I want to do it. I'm dumb enough to try it, you know? and went out and went for a swim. But, you know, and, and that's what we gotta do. We just gotta get out of our comfort zone, get into something that we don't, you know, we're not quite sure, but we'll get out there and do something. Only, only be safe. You know, when I, I said this once before and somebody said, well, I'm gonna go run a race track. No, 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 don't. You know, be safe. Be safe when you get out there, but get out and take a step and do something. So get out of your comfort zone, get off the boat. If you don't know how to swim, I'm sure there's a lifeguard nearby. But anyway, so, so I'm talking to you about integrity, organization, get out of your comfort zone, 
And the last thing I want to say to you is forgiveness. You know, I am amazed at how mean people can be, especially when they can be hide behind some social media. They will say some things and, and, and just, it's like, let's see how hard I can tear this person apart. And they always hide behind some name, you know, and, and they're not brave. You know, I want to say, if you're going to get me, at least be brave enough to show me your face to come and get me, you know. But they, they hide behind all this and they say some mean things and, and put down some mean things. And I am amazed at, at how they continue to do this. I almost want to say, what kind of a heart do you have that you can stand behind a closed door and say junk like this? You know, and, and I think as GLBT people, we have gotten a lot of that. When I first came into office about 10 years ago, I used to get these emails that said, the best thing you can do is die. That would help our community. That would help the, you know, the county. And the best thing that you can do, and all kinds of things that would come out. And they were very hurtful. They hurt a lot. But one of the things I learned was that in order for me to do a better job, I've got to let go of that. You want to hurt me? I can't hurt you back. You know, it amazes me how we talk about some of our religious groups that, um, that point at us and call us all kinds of names, and we turn around and hate them. It's like, what's the difference? You're saying, how can they call themselves Christians and they're calling us names and telling us we're going to go to hell and telling us all kinds of things, so I turn around and tell you, you know, that you're going to, what's the difference? We're doing the same thing to them. And I honestly believe that it's not going to change until we change it. We are the ones to do that. I, I want to say, you know, when I was, when I was younger, um, being Latina was not the end thing. And, and I remember, when I remember going to school and they would say, you know, only second class citizens speak Spanish and you get the old ruler and, you know, and all this. And, and uh, I have a friend who used to be a city council member and he said that somebody said to him about being Hispanic, they said to him, if I had known how many of you there were going to be, I would have been nicer to you. <laughs> and oftentimes, I think that people are afraid of once we take power, once we become stronger, they're afraid of what we're going to do to them. You know, and I often say, I'm better than that. I'm not going to do to you what you did to me. I am way too much better than that. And, and my last point I want to make is uh, there's a movie called The Interpreter, and, and I'm not pushing the movie or anything like this, but there's a phrase in there that I really like. And at this point, I have to say, for educational purposes only, so the film industry won't get mad at me, but there's a section in the interpreter when she discusses vengeance in a certain village. Listen to what she has, Nicole Kidman has to say about that. What about rage? 
Of all the people that I've looked into since this thing started, the one with the darkest Zuwani history is you. It was his landmines that killed you. Everyone who loses somebody wants revenge on someone on God if they can't find anyone else. But in Africa, Imitobo the coup believed that the only way to end grief is to save a life. If someone is murdered, a year of mourning ends with a ritual that we call the drowning mantra. There's an all-night party beside a river at dawn. The killer is put in a boat, he's taken out in the water, and he's dropped, he's bound so that he can't swim. The family of the dead then has to make a choice. They can let him drown, or they can swim out and save him. The coup believe that if the family lets the killer drown, they'll have justice but spend the rest of their lives in mourning. But if they save him, if they admit that life isn't always just, that very act can take away their sorrow. Vengeance is a lazy form of grief. Vengeance is a lazy form of grief. Life isn't fair. Nobody said life would be fair. But what it is fair is for us as GLBT God-loving people to make a difference. Recently, um, with the Ferguson thing, Ferguson, Missouri thing, the DA, the chief of police, and myself decided to, ho to hold town halls in areas where there had been some shootings. Off white officers had shot black gentlemen. And we decided to hold town halls. And we went to the town halls and we got our beating. They beat us and they beat us verbally like you wouldn't believe. At one point I turned to the chief and I said, oh my goodness, they are angry. You know? And he said, well, they can't accept the fact that it was a just shooting. And they can't accept the fact that their child did something wrong. And then I said, okay, what we have to do is just listen to them and let them get their anger. And maybe once they pass that anger, we can have progress. Folks, we are the change of the world. We have been discriminated against in several forms. Those of us that are older have known what it is to be discriminated again as a woman, as a Hispanic, as a lesbian. And if we don't make the difference, nobody else will. It has to start with us. We continue to grow and learn and do what we need to do to become good human beings of the earth. Thank you.